Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Lady in the Stud. I am the lady. And I'm the stud. Welcome to episode 1.2, 2.1, however you want to listen to it tonight. Um, we apologize for our first recording. We listened to it and we understand it was quite horrific for your ears. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what the hell some of these buttons on this mic meant. And I know the stud didn't know either, did you? I did not. And we're, you were learning as we go. We are. So we apologize in advance for any um, future mess ups. I'm a few, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and, and Kelly is too in a different way. Like she has OCD in some ways mm-hmm. and I have a perfectionist thing. So we're kind of like the perfect worst couple. <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, but you know what? We make it work. We do We're, with our OCD, my OCD, and you, you being a perfectionist. Like I know when to pull back a little mm-hmm. bit, and when I'm getting on your nerves, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And you know when to just like let me clean up the whole house because that release one is gonna clear up a lot of space. Okay, because <laughs> I ain't doing it uh, right, and then two. <laughs> Whatever I have going on inside of me that needs to get out, it's you sort come. it out yeah, through that OCD. I will never understand that. That's okay. You know why you don't understand it? Because I don't have OCD. No, because you're not supposed to be a part of that. Okay, that's just for me to just let out and just that didn't tell me shit. No, no, I'm, saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying like you know some things, some things that you don't understand, you don't understand it because you're not supposed to be a part of it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my OCD. Even, it's personal. It's, it can be very private mm-hmm. in our personal space. Mm-hmm. Like you'll sit on the couch and let me, and I don't have a problem with that. Wash the clothes, clean off the table, do the dishes, fold the clothes, vacuum, and you just be sitting there like my baby is really going in. And I'm totally cool with that because you know I'm trying to work some shit out. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I, I just I love and appreciate you for the not interrupting my OCD rant. <laughs> Throughout the house, okay? All right. And just like when you're a perfectionist in the kitchen, when you're cooking your food, do I come into the kitchen? Every time you do, it's a disaster. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't belong in there. You do not. And you are a master in there. You are a genius in the kitchen. And I love you for all of your skills, gifts, and talents. But I'm not coming in that I'm not coming in there when you're in there. I'm not. I'm afraid to come in there when you're in there. And the only time I might ask if I can come in and maybe get something to drink. Something like that. All right. Let's keep it like that. All right. All right. So tonight we're going to just dump, dump. I said dump, jump (laughs) right into our subjects. We have about five things or five areas we're going to kind of navigate through today. We're trying to be organized. Well, I'm trying to be organized because I really hate podcasts that are helter-skelter and you don't know what the fuck they're doing and when. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so I don't know if you guys ever follow like astrology pages or anything, but I'm not going to name the lady, um, just due to respect. Um, but there was a, an astrology lady I followed who had a huge following online and stud, you're, you're kind of familiar with it, right? A little bit. Yeah. And, um, she built a huge following and apparently, you know, she had like a TV role and she was on Jamie Foxx improv show and within two years, she's mentally falling apart. Like, She's showing symptoms online of like paranoid schizophrenia. Um, and she has all of these followers who are, they, they think it's funny. So my, um, I guess, question of the night is when mental health is, is involved, how detrimental is social media to you? Um, that's a tough question just because 
I don't believe that people with mental health issues should be exposed to social media. I agree. I do not. I feel like there aren't enough people out here who take mental health disorder seriously. Right. They think it's just something that you you either faking or maybe you can just kind of get over it. Turn on, turn on. Yeah, or whatever the case may be. Or you just doing it because you want some attention. And that's not always the case. And I'm not talking about those extreme cases. Mm-hmm. Even a mild case of a mental disorder is mm-hmm. still something to take seriously. Mm-hmm. It's 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 detrimental to that person who's suffering. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like they should be exposed to social media. I feel like that's something that should be dealt with privately. And as far as their rights are concerned, everybody has rights. Mm-hmm. I know. Everybody does. And... Though their rights shouldn't be violated or shouldn't be, I don't know, I won't, I won't necessarily say violent, but taken away from them just because they may be heading into that extreme of they're going to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely believe that if a family member or someone in their family or their spouse or their children see them heading in that direction... It's time to take some action. Mm-hmm. It's time to get some other people involved. It's time for an intervention. Social media is not the intervention. But right. because there's so many freedoms out here with social media, people just, you know, you can be online and be a fucking basket case. Right. And that's basically what's happening right now. Um, she has no children. She has no spouse. Um, she was connected to a super mega star at one point for a brief, you know, fling. And it kind of, I think something really traumatic happened that flung her into psychosis. Mm-hmm. Like she's clearly psychotic right now. And from what I can tell, her family has nothing to do with her because she's so psychotic. Like her sister's online, mm-hmm. but she's blocked and they kind of, I mean, she's homeless at this point. And it's really sad to see someone fall apart and see people mock her online. Like, they don't know. Like, they're really driving her further. Into that. Into a psychotic state. Yeah, that abyss. Yeah. Of darkness. And she she may not come back. Like, that's somebody's daughter. but, But people online don't care unless it happens to them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if if they're not dealing with or have someone in their life who's dealing with some type of mental issue or mental disorder it's a joke right and then and even worse sometimes they are and this is their way of getting out with this young lady what they can't express in their own personal life right which makes it eat that much worse right. you know and, and for this particular young lady from what i understand she has family who cares about her, is concerned about her but again those freedoms Mm-hmm. That she can just block people out and tell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have people leave her alone when she's heading down like a really dark path. I think it was Bill Clinton who he formed the law that said people who are mentally ill retain the, li- the, the right to deny treatment. How? Because of his sister. His sister, if I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure. No, I may be wrong. I think that was medically. Um, but it may have been like the 70s or the 80s. It was one of those presidents that did it because of their sister. Mm-hmm. And they made it to where you couldn't force someone to be committed into a mental institution if you were a loved one. Because people were doing it 
simply to be spiteful. Gotcha. And so they say, okay, you yeah. know, this is a problem. This is problematic. Your sister can say you crazy and get you locked up for 30 years. Gotcha. But in this case, it's just like, well, wh- where's the dead zone? Like, where where do you stop mm-hmm. and say, okay, she's beyond her own ability to help herself. Mm-hmm. I'm her mother. Or her mother passed away from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. But I'm her sister. Let me help her. Right. And there is nothing that her sister can do legally. Like, she's homeless. She has to be homeless. Um, And she's hearing voices. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only a certain amount of time before they put her in jail and just... Let her rot in there. And let her rot in there. And that's a life. Like you said, that's somebody's daughter, somebody's sister. And the thing about it is, is that at one point in time, she was cool. Yeah, she was funny. I mean, and if she wasn't, she she played it off really well. Yeah. You know, and she's extremely entertaining. But now she's lost. Yeah. Now she's lost in the darkness of her own mind. Yeah. You know, and that's scary and it's sad and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and hopefully by, you know, some kind of way, something will pull her back. Yeah. She will transition out of that space, that scary space that she, that she's headed into. At least I hope for her that she does because I can't, you know me, I can't even watch it. I know. I watch it because she reminds me of my uncle. Like, I have a schizophrenic uncle. And he's homeless, too. Once again, same situation. We tried to let him live with my grandmother. And he would go completely ape shit. Like, at least once a month. He would refuse his medicine. They couldn't force him to take his medicine. He would drunk, jump on my grandfather. He stabbed my daddy. He beat my grandfather overhead with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot up the house at one point. Mm-hmm. And so they had to put up plastic light. Like, for your own safety, yeah. you had to, like, distance yourself from this person. Yeah. Because it, it's no telling what those voices are telling them. Yeah. You know, and every so often I'll see my uncle and I'm like, it's nothing we can do. Right. You know, you can't strap them down and put the medicine in them. Right. You know, so, and now you're in this tricky territory of social media. Yeah. And it's just like, if the world doesn't care about you in real life interaction, social media ain't got shit really for you. Really don't give a damn about you. At all. Yeah. You can have a whole meltdown on social media and they'll be like, go kill yourself, bitch. Like, right. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> Where's the humanity? <laughs> Ain't none, apparently. It's none. Yeah, like, uh, you can't put yourself out there when you are in that state on social media for hundreds and thousands of people to see and to think and expect these people who don't know you, don't genuinely don't care about you, right. most of them don't care about themselves, mm-hmm. to be concerned or have any kind of compassion for whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. You know? You can build a whole world on social media. You know what I'm saying? But you still only within, you only have so much control. And you still don't have control over what these people say, what they think, or how they feel. Do you think it should be like a button? You know how Mark Zuckerberg has on Facebook, if you make a suicidal post. I think they limit mental health to just suicidal. Mm -hmm. If you make a, a suicidal post on Instagram or Facebook, they send the authorities your Instagram name. And, like, they'll send you a message like, hey, someone reported your image or your, your page because they think that you are thinking of harming yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's the number you need to call. Uh-huh. Why don't they do that for other things? Like, maybe they should disable that account for yeah. somebody like her who's showing erratic behavior mm-hmm. and, 
you know, one minute she's okay, the next minute she's manic. Like, well, the concern there is if you snatch that little bit of reality away from right. her, what? How? It's gonna make even worse. So what because do you do? because that's her reality. Somebody needs to be watching her. Even if it's from a short distance, somebody mm-hmm. needs to be keeping their eye on her. And not just her, but other people on social media who are using it as a way. Because all she's doing is crying out. True. She could tell people to leave her alone all she wants to. But you're not going to sit here and tell me you're going to be awake for five days. You ain't bathed in five days. You begging for money. You begging for food. And you filming it the whole time. And... It, it's not because you know you don't you don't want people to care. You want people to care, right? They're not gonna care in the way that you want them to care. That's not that's not gonna happen mm-hmm. because people with those type of disorders are only happy when everybody agrees with them. True, I, I know that firsthand. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so somebody needs to be watching her. Somebody who genuinely loves her, cares about her cares about her and and wants her to be okay you know what i'm saying and then the moment they see that that flicker or that hint of she's getting ready to take that leap somebody that needs to be a net to catch her or somebody needs to be behind be behind her to make sure she don't she don't you know take a running start for that ledge you feel me i feel you yeah, you know this holiday season. Be a little kind to people. You know, like the holidays are really tricky for a lot of people, and a lot of people snap during this time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, especially and you don't have to have lost somebody to feel the effect. It can really just be the feeling of loneliness. Like nobody loves me, nobody gets me. Mm-hmm. So be a little kinder to people. Be a little more patient. I'm not telling you to just you know be a welcome doormat for fuckery. No, but. People who are fragile, like this girl's clearly fragile mentally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're not talking about be, out here being Captain Saberhole. Yeah. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. We're talking about something as simple as be as compassionate to someone with a disorder or who is hurting privately or publicly as you would want someone to be to you. Yeah. And it's it's really just that simple. Right. Right. So moving on. To the next topic, I'm gonna just hand the mic over to the stud. Um, <laughs> Don't give it to me. Don't I'm do that. I'm gonna sit back because I'm just this housewife. I'm a lesbian housewife, <laughs> and I live in Florida, <laughs> and I don't have to deal with this corporate shit no more. Um, but you've dealt with it before. I have dealt with it, and yeah. it's partly to blame, I think, for some of the issues I deal with with myself. Um, but I'm gonna let you take the floor and and go I'm ahead. Telling and lead you. It. I'm telling you. Go ahead. This is your chance. Shine. Do it. This is like <laughs> open mic. Yeah. So <laughs> I work in corporate America, and normally I like working in corporate America simply because um, I can be a round peg in a round hole. Like I can really outperform motherfuckers in corporate America, legitimately, and I enjoy that. I really do. Um, I play the numbers game. And in corporate America, I tend to win because I'm a producer, which is cool. I like I like that part of corporate America, too, to, to a certain extent. What I don't like, though, about corporate America is the way certain people want to walk around and flex in the position that they're in. They want to shit on you. They want to treat you like you're a peon, like you don't matter. But if my whole department got up and walked out, you would be ass out in the wind. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sick of this mentality 
that you doing me a favor. Right. You're not doing me no damn favor. You're not doing me a favor. So I don't know where where that comes from. Obviously, maybe it comes from the ego. It is. They're, they're leading and, and, and trying to guide people with their ego when they themselves are lost. Well, who mostly runs corporate America? White people. White okay, men. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, get really specific with that. White, white men. men. White men. And you are a masculine black woman. Absolutely. And that masculinity really bothers them. Mm-hmm. It really makes their ass itch. <laughs> that I look great in a tie or in slacks or that I've got a nice haircut or I smell just as nice as they do. And they don't understand why. Why would you want da 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 why are you, I'm trying to understand, stop trying to understand once again something that you are not supposed to be a part of. Listen, I am not the slightest bit concerned with why, you know, you are who you are. I don't care. I don't give a damn. I don't care. As long as who you are does not spill over into who I am, we're going to get along just fine. I don't go home at night wondering to myself and thinking to myself, now what would make such and such walk around in a sweater slacks and them ugly shoes and dress like i don't care i don't care if you are trans if you are a bi if you're white black red blue yeah what you eat don't make me shit it don't so don't try to inflict what you think is right on me i come to work every day i'm on my business i keep my head down i work i do my job and once again I don't kiss ass. That's that bothers them too. That yeah. I'm not walking around smiling in their face trying to impress them. I'm not doing it. Now the stud has worked with me at a former employer's for about a year. And although I would do good you know, numerically and everything like that, I lack the ability to kiss ass. <laughs> and I don't think she really understood that until we worked together. I didn't. I didn't see how strong your superpower was. Because <laughs> you got some mass. You got mad crazy superpower skills, babe. Like mad crazy. All right? Like when I say she'll walk around just looking pissed off all day long but be in the best mood. The thing is, is that she's not getting ready to smile in your face if she don't know you and she don't like you. Like, ain't nobody playing that game with y'all. No. This this crazy game that y'all invented where, why aren't you smiling? Because I don't have to, bitch. Yeah. I don't get paid an extra 50 cent an hour to smile in your pale ass face. And even if I did... I'm not. I'm still not doing it. I'm not. I'm not here to shock and jive. That is not in my job description. That is not. I don't have to show you my pearly whites. You know what? I get my pearly on payday. When <laughs> <laughs> the direct deposit hits, okay. Early in the until morning. Until then, in my job description, nowhere on it did it say you must smile all day long. I can see if I worked at a dentist office, um, but even then, I mean, but, I might be advertising his work. I don't know, but I, I'm just, well. All I'm saying is, is like. You know what is this? What is this ridiculous requirement that has been, you know, thrown or you know, thrust upon us? Where you know, I want you to be as happy as I am. Listen, because it makes it seem when you smile as a black person, they take it that you are more docile, that you are more, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you're the friendly black, mm-hmm. and. That face that I have, well, I remember when me and you went to some financial institute to handle some work, and <laughs> there was a lady there. Now, let me tell you, now, Kelly can be very corporate. Kelly can get along with white Caucasian women very easily. Oh, yeah. And um, the lady had did something that pissed me off from jump that mm-hmm. told me, 
everything that she was about. When we walked in, she failed to even acknowledge us. Um, she took her pretty time getting to us, and nobody else was in there. And so when she realized that we were the clients who had called, she all of a sudden became, you know, chatty patty, mm -hmm. you know, and she wanted to talk and talk. And right then, the, the stud knows once you introduce yourself as a shitty person to me, Listen. I don't like you no more. It's over. You can bring me a <laughs> strawberry cheesecake, bitch, and I'm still not going to like you. Strawberry cheesecake made of platinum and gold. A you pecan know? pie. You know I love Ooh, pecan I know pie. You love I'm going to take pecan. the pie and still say fuck you. Okay. Because of your initial. Because of your initial yeah. attitude. Yeah, yeah. I'm really hard. I don't know if it's a cancer thing or what, but I don't fuck with you no more. Well, the rest of the interaction, I sat there and just stared at her. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't, you know, she would ask me questions and I would just look at her. So she got to a point where she began to ask the, the stud, hey, do you mind if you ask her? And I'm right in front of her. And when we walked out, the stud was like, you have a way of scaring white people. Bad. <laughs> to the point where, you know, the lady was talking to me about babe and i'm like but she's sitting right here so you done intimidated this lady so much with your in her own office that she she can't even address you at this point because she, she knew she was wrong my thing is is that you know what listen when you are in a business atmosphere address people correctly and appropriately it all circles back to how would you like to be addressed when you are in when you're handling your business, you don't want me to come to you nasty because, you know, I'm in an office full of black people. Right. All black people work there. So we get, we're privileged enough that we can treat you this kind of way. And there's nothing you can say and do about it because nobody's going to believe you because you're white. That is not appropriate professional behavior. It is unacceptable. So stop doing that. It's not okay. You're going to lose business. And now with the way these camera phones work, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose the respect that you thought that you had and a whole lot more. It's not okay. It's not. And stop shitting on people who work hard every day right. just because you think that's cute. Because you're in a position of management or authority or power. Or you're the only person with the damn stapler that day. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is that you got going on in your, your head that makes you think it's okay for you to, to, to shit on everybody at work. Listen, karma is a... Karma knows your name. You say it. Karma is a motherfucker. There you go. She, she knows your name. <laughs> she knows your date of birth, your social security number. She knows your blood type. And she's going to come for you. She really is. So while you think you are not irreplaceable, you really are. Just like everybody else in that workspace. So that leaves us. Did you get all that off your chest? For can now. You, can you breathe lighter tonight? A little bit. I'm going to sleep good tonight regardless. I am because I'm far too talented. I'm far too talented. I'm too hardworking. You are. I, I, I'm. I am destined to be successful. We are destined to be successful. For for anybody to think that I'm gonna let you <laughs> walk all over me. I have no idea how I lasted in customer service. I don't either. I don't. I don't. Because here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I thinking about last year this time me and her both worked for a very high-end tech company 
And I remember when I got sick at one point, and I wasn't physically sick. I I had a, I have an autoimmune disease, so other people make me mm-hmm. sick. I'm literally <laughs> allergic to you guys. Okay. And so I will wrap a scarf around you know my <laughs> shoulders, my neck, well my neck and my mouth to or in my nose to keep from you know germs because you know motherfuckers nasty you know they like to cough in front of your face they like to sneeze and not in front of your face mouth. and not cover your mouth and with me if i if you have a cold i'm gonna get bronchitis for two months yeah so it's just you know so i can live mm-hmm. that i cover my nose mm-hmm. and i come wear a face mask so i remember this one lady was like Oh, I would buy something, but wait, first of all, are you going to like get me sick or something? I put her shit down so quick and walked completely away from her. I said, I don't deserve this shit. Are you going to get her sick? And I'm just like, first of all, y'all motherfuckers came to America killing all the Indians with y'all diseases. Okay. Okay, let's go back in history. Let's do it. Okay, while y'all trying to land, put everything on Africa, you got the African killer bees, you got Ebola, you got all this shit you putting on black people. Let's not talk about all the carnage and mayhem y'all left over here for Find one real Indian. I'm not getting ready to play with you with the word carnage. I'm not getting ready to play with you, okay, and that word carnage. I'm not getting ready to do this with you today, man. All okay. I'm saying is find one real Indian. That ain't none of my business. They don't exist no more. They um, wiped them all out. They whited them out with diseases. Did they white them out? Nasty asses. Uh, and I'm not being racist. I'm not. I'm just saying they got a history of being sickly. I might be a little bit. What I'm saying is, is that uh, people should really learn to be good people. Just first, learn to be a good person first. And if you don't know how to be a good person. Find a good person and ask them to teach you how to be a good exactly. person. Exactly. I'm exactly. And just like I had a horrible interaction with that lady, I had people who would see that and feel one say, Hey, let me go get you a water. Hey, you want some hot chocolate? Because you know I didn't have a voice. Yeah. One lady went over to Godiva and got me the largest little milk, little uh, thing and said, Here's for your throat, honey. It, it, takes, and it was it just takes, a nice yeah, it, it takes all kinds. I mean, and there have been times where we've had some pretty amazing customers. Mm-hmm. Customers who, and clients who I will never forget, who taught me, who, who made me really understand, you know what, I love, this is why I love working with the public. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, positively, they taught you something in that experience. Right, it wasn't all bad, mm-hmm. you know. I, I had had some horrible experiences, but I've also had some people who I sat and talked to for hours. Absolutely, and I learned a lot from them, and they were genuinely sweet people. They didn't try to talk down on me. They didn't assume that I was lower. I was lower than them because I worked with the club. Uh, the public, you mm-hmm. know, and I was running out of air. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, just be a good ass person. You know, it doesn't First. take much energy. Everything you know, else just falls think, in place. Would I like if somebody do this to me? No, right. don't do it. It's real simple. Have a quick inner conversation <laughs> with yourself. With yourself, right on. So tumbling down the line, we have a new segment we would like to introduce called "Who Raised You." Who raised you? Who raised you? And what is who birthed you? Birthed you? <laughs> who gave you life? <laughs> What is the problem? Okay. So, who would you like to feature on this week's Who Birthed You? Um, Donald Trump. We could start at the, you know, at the top. He had a whole temper tantrum today. Oh my! I, listen, I was at work making them <laughs> coins, baby. So I don't know. All I know is, is how you gonna talk about building a wall? Build a wall 
But the same people you trying to keep out, you want them to build the wall. Who raised you? Who raised you? A foreigner. How about that for irony? Okay, and an illegal one at that. And then he married one. An illegal one at that. <laughs> and she don't even want to be first lady. She don't want you. Like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Melania over here talking about, listen, I didn't suck enough dick for this. Okay. (laughs) I did not sign up for this right here. This was all you. This was something you wanted. And now you're trying to bring me into it. All I wanted was a nice paycheck, a whole lot of money for my babies to be taken care of, and for me not to be a poor immigrant any longer. And now you're the first lady of a country that you really don't even like? Seriously? (laughs) Come on, man. Who raised you for real? For I got some pr- people in my life. Listen, who who raised you? What kind of a horrible person are you? And why? And why aren't you in counseling? And if you are, why is it not working? Who raised you? Who taught you that being a married hoe was acceptable? Oh, wow. A married, lying, thieving hoe was acceptable. That that was acceptable behavior. And that you hide it every chance that you get. And but when you out in public though, you all smiles and giggles and all that other shit. But then at the same time, you'll turn around and stab the same people who have had your back and held you up and who count on you to be a good person in their fucking face. You won't stab them in their back. You gonna stab them right in the middle of their face and expect it to be. Except who raised you? Who did it? Well, I have a spinoff on this one. Uh Uh-oh. It's a good one. Uh Uh-oh. So, I decided to put a little positivity on who raised you. Right on. So, a 12-year-old died this past week. And this was positive Listen. And um, his best friend decided to raise $2,500 to pay for his headstone. Oh. Because his mother couldn't afford it. Who raised you, baby? I know. Oh, sweetheart. And now you like you didn't just lose your best friend. Now you like paying for like his headstone. That is that is what's up. Who, who I know raised that baby. Yeah, I just want to give her a hug. Let me get my black mama voice out, baby. <laughs> who raised you, baby? That was so sweet. Like, you didn't think of doing like I was selfish as shit at twelve. Like I wouldn't have thought to like if something happened to my best friend, I mean I would have cried. But right. I went in the mental space to be so generous to be like I'm gonna raise the money. I didn't even know what a headstone was. Me neither. You feel key. me? Like kids today are just all up on some shit. Like they own a home. And to know the price, like you're gonna need a couple of stacks. Like let Headstones me know. Headstones aren't and- cheap. Like and I, maybe he went to his parents and was like, "This is what I want to do for my best friend." You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and his parents kind of guided him along the way because they saw that he was hurting, and in some way maybe that was going to help him transition out of his pain or deal with his pain a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But listen, in my best black mama voice, baby, baby, who raised you? That was so sweet. And they were like, and the the friend died with leukemia. It was mm. a black boy and it was a white boy. Aww. And the the black boy passed. Oh, and that was his best friend when they moved. And um, the his best friend was like, you know, I'm about to go ahead and get this going. And that's what's up. He that's took he took odd jobs. That is really what's so up. So his parents didn't help him. Um, he took up odd jobs. He collected soda bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked his neighbors for soda bo- bottles. The mother drove him around town, filling her car up multiple times so he would re- recycle them. And then he set up a PayPal last week asking for donations. And, um, yeah. That touched my heart. 
So oh, they touch me on the inside. I know. See, it's good people out here. It is. Like that's a good ass human. Whoever his mother is, like congratulations, his you raised a winner. Yeah, right. Yeah, your mother and dad, you raised a winner. Like he has a heart of gold, and mm-hmm. I hope he can keep in this. Mm-hmm world that we're in absolutely <laughs> like i hope it don't turn them you know i, I really saying? don't i think we all start off at some point with a good heart and then you know life happens i was a really good person when i was a kid like i just my parents raised me to to do the right thing mm-hmm. my mom and daddy did and i'm so grateful to them for that like i was just, i was just i was generous and i would just genuinely out of the goodness of my heart do good shit for people all the time mm-hmm. but then what had happened was was <laughs> that you could run up on that one who you think people are raised like you like when you were kids you don't know right but then as you grow up and you get older you start to realize you know what something is wrong with you Something in the water just ain't clean. Everybody doesn't have the same foundation. Clearly. Like, we talked about that last week. Like yeah. Some people are raised. You're looking for people to have a conscience. But if their conscience was a shitty mother, then they don't have that same voice in their head telling them, you know better than that. Yeah. They was raised like, girl, you better do what the fuck you need to do for you. And get <laughs> And fuck them. Fuck that person and move on. It don't matter that that person is trying to do right by you. They see, they see how screwed up you are. And they want to be... They still want to be a good person to you regardless. And because you don't know anything else except to be a fucked up person, this is your daily interaction and practice. Now, mind you, you grown. Mm -hmm. So you know right from wrong. I don't care about your excuses. Well, this is how I was raised. Well, this is all I know. You know right from wrong because you know you want people to do right by you. And you don't want... um, you don't want anybody to do wrong by you. Mm-hmm. So you know right from wrong. So if you know, practice it. That's all we're saying. Practice being a good person. In you the have lives a, of other a, people. Make a choice every day. So we are going to transition this show to... Okay. I touched on it a little bit last week. I'm going to touch on it again this week. Um, Dime on Chrissy, YouTube Insta celebrity. What is this obsession, man? Okay, because it's really, for one, you know, literally seeing somebody raise into financial stardom just off of a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was never a fan. I thought Dime was hella corny, but hey, that got her coins. Um, you know, I like masculinity. I I knew she wasn't masculine. I was just like, she's, you know, (laughs) she's whatever. Okay. Um, and her girlfriend kind of was weird. Um, and so I just, it was what it was. It was nice. You know, it was cool to see somebody like just tell their story, being themselves authentically. And, and for whatever reason, they built a brand off of that. Mm -hmm. Well, they have broken up. And since then, they've taken jabs at each other. They've Donald done released a song called Harvey Bitch and Ho in the Book and saying she wish she never met her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of us can really sing that song from the pits of our soul. Um, we all have somebody we wish we never met. And we want to call that bitch every ho. We're going we gonna to sound out the O oh, the oh and ho. You hear me? Ho. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Damo appears to be moving on, as is Chrissy. So, um, today, I want to ask the question, you know, whenever you build yourself up in the public eye, be it social media or, you know, celebrities, I don't want to call them celebrities, um, how do you break up? Like, how do you deal with breaking up in public? Especially if it's messy. Like, that was a messy situation. Mm -hmm. And not every breakup can be mature. True. Unfortunately. 
But to answer your question, that is how you do it maturely. You know, come to a a decision together, even if it's difficult for the both of you to agree. Like, you know, one person may not want to break up, mm-hmm. and the other person may be like, "I'm really unhappy." Mm-hmm. And if this is your way of telling me something, listen, this podcast is going to be over before it gets started. But what I'm saying to you is, <laughs> is that, um, you know. One person may want to break up. The other person may not. But if you can't respect that other person's wishes, if they're unhappy in the relationship, you never love that person from the from from jump. You never did. Mm-hmm. God forbid you decide, you know what, baby, I'm not happy anymore. I want to end our relationship. I love you with all of my heart to the depths of my soul and beyond that. But if you decided you weren't happy, I can't force you to stay. You're not a prisoner in this relationship. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying to you? But people who do that—I mean, I expect you to fight for me a little bit, be like, just persuade me a little. Like sometimes you just need a little persuasion. <laughs> She's like, okay, bitch, bye. It ain't going down like that. But what I'm saying is, like, some people—they they feed off the drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like air. Like they can't live without the public display of messiness. Mm-hmm. They want to embarrass that other person. That's not love. Me and you have never embarrassed each other online. No, 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 not online. No, but you didn't like that time you came into Planet Fitness and you was yeah, ready to kick I was my ready ass. To kick your ass. Okay, I'm real life crazy, y'all. I'm not social media. Like social listen, media, man. I'll be calm and shit. But in real life, listen, man, I was in there lifting weights. I was doing deadlifts. I saw her come around the corner. I was so happy to see her. I didn't even realize I was in trouble. I don't even know what I did. You know what I'm saying? I think she was mad at me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to the gym to work out. I'm not getting ready to do this with you, girl. All right? I'm not going to play this game with you. So I got my stuff. Then I went to the gym. Less and she a- didn't say nothing. I like, didn't. she just up and left. And I was like, where the fuck she think she ain't going with me? So I look up. I'm deadlifting and shit. I'm working out and everything. I'm all sweaty. And I see my baby coming. I'm like, oh, that's my Hold on. This nigga got her angry stomp on. Wait, wait a minute. I saw your smile go from up. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 no, oh, no. I'm in trouble for something. And you just came over there and snapped on me in the gym in public. Yeah, like, not cool. I surely did. Um, not here's cool the thing. We had to learn. She done flipped me off in front of her friends and everything. I have, I have, like, okay, I have rage, okay, but you know what, we have two things that fire, that fire each other up, like, she knows my trigger with her is when she completely ghosts on me, or when she completely shuts down and leaves, my, her trigger with me, or my trigger for her is my rage, Mm -hmm. and so when one does the other, it naturally ignites the other reaction, so since then, she doesn't just up and fucking leave, like, (laughs) She says, you know, she might go to the other room. And since then, I don't pop up in gyms. Like. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't said shit about her rage being better, though. My rage is much better. Mm -hmm. Like, my rage is much better. Um, I've learned. We've learned to slow down, I think, our arguments. Absolutely. Like, if we're mid-fight. Sometimes I will bear hug her, even though she hates it. And even though I hate to be the one that submits, I get tired of fighting. Like, it's physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's mentally exhausting. It's emotionally it's, At the end of the day, it's like, are you fucking going anywhere? No? Okay. What the fuck we fighting for? Listen, I'm a shark and you're a starfish. 
What that mean? Sharks don't back down in arguments, in fights. They don't. They don't. And and I'm not saying that you're you're a coward by any means, because I believe you are very brave and that you are very and you will go toe to toe with me any single fucking day. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's only one time you 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 back down. Yeah, because you, I really saw that you were hurting. Like I really saw. Yeah, I think you saw I was done. Yeah, like your feelings were really hurt, and you was getting ready to just be like, you know what? I was about to be my best hoe. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't let myself get away. That ain't gonna work out. Uh-uh. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Let me bring it down. But like, I'm a shark. I am. But also, too, what pisses you off about me is my calm and arguments. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't become rageful. I'm not. I don't yell and scream. I don't. You really have. It takes me a really long time to get to that place. Mm-hmm. I, I, my rage has. I've grown and matured so much because I've been through so much over the years that my my rage is dormant. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, I'm exhausted. My rage is exhausted, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna sit back and you just calmly have this argument, and we're gonna get it figured out together because I'm not getting ready to blow up. And exert all that energy that we preserve in so we can work another 12, 14 hours tomorrow in an argument with anybody. You love her. You're going to love her even after this argument. You loved her before the argument. So just work it out calmly. And so we can get back to doing whatever it is that we want to do. Okay? And that's how that's what happens in my brain. And then the way I translate it is I don't give a fuck. Basically. Period. You don't. And I be like, <laughs> so you don't give a fuck how I feel? So you just gonna sit here and just stand and there totally and stare get, at me? Listen, she is a psychology major. <laughs> so a lot of our arguments get turned around on me and somehow ends up being my fault. And so I'm learning the tricks of the trade with her where it's not always my fault, but because she practices that reverse psychology I do shit. Not. Come on with come on with the truth. No, I don't. So what do I say? All I say it's not me and you. It's whatever the problem is. Uh-huh. With the so with the psychology. Yeah, because sometimes I think we get on the opposite side. Which a lot of couples do. Like they become like, ah, I gotta fight you. Right. And it's not us. It's sometimes it's the problem that or a situation. It doesn't have to be anyone's fault per se. Right. Um, but I think we've gotten much better. Like we're no longer Chicago 2016. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. We are not Chicago 2016 at all. And I thank God for per- progress. I thank God for growth yes. and, and for understanding that I don't have to flip out like that. I'm surprised hotel security didn't come. Dead ass. Now we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, Maybe we'll talk about like our worst fight and yeah. how we fit came back from each. It's one. eleven eleven. It's a let make a wish. Let make a wish. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna let her make the wish for both of us. So we're about to wrap it up with our final thoughts wish for the made. night. Wish made. Um, do you have any final thoughts for the night? My final thoughts for the night are first and foremost, I need to take our dog out because she has to use the bathroom. Secondly, <laughs> I can see her prancing. I really genuinely feel like. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm tired of trying to prove that I'm worthy of holding a position in a place that will never, ever, 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 ever appreciate what I bring to the table. They will never appreciate what I bring to the table. And there are millions and millions and millions of opportunities out here to create something 
amazing that I love and that I'm happy with and that I enjoy. And honestly, babe, and I hope that this, this podcast turns out to be that. And then some, that is our goal. And it's can't stop, won't stop as far as I'm concerned. And we are excited about this venture. And I just hope that for everyone who has the opportunity to listen, that can hear us, that one, understand we don't take ourselves seriously <laughs> 99.999% of the time, but we're serious about what we don't take ourselves seriously about. And those are my thoughts for the evening. Um, My final thoughts um, for the evening, I had it just on the tip of my tongue. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Um, you can know. I am getting old. It was right there. You're following the Um, Oh, my final thoughts is is take yourself. um, Learn to listen to your body. Listen to your body. Listen to your health. This has been a hell of a year for me. Um, And I've learned to pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to my body and listen to it. So that's my advice for everyone going to the holiday season. Don't force yourself to hug that uncle that's a little creepy. Don't force your kids to hug them. And um, have a good old merry time. And we will talk to you guys later. Good night. Good night.